0: Join me now and every week as we explore yogic philosophy and apply it to our daily lives, Ananda. So again, in the Indian philosophy, um, just to reiterate a little bit, that idea that um, Sat Chit Ananda, kind of like when we talk about the Om A U M, creation, preservation, transformation as like the basis of reality, so too when we, when we talk about sat-chit-ananda, that's another, um, another way of looking at the, like the underlying reality of existence in the Indian philosophy. So sat-chit-ananda, sat being existence, chit, consciousness, and ananda is delight. And then in the passage, Sri goes on to say, that none of them can exist without the other ones. So they're all intertwined. So they're like inseparable. And yet, they each have a unique aspect of... that They bring something unique to existence so that existence can become this manifold reality. And so another, another way to think about it is where, um, in other writings of Sri Chinmoy, he talks about um, the uh, the multiplicity within oneness. So the idea that in reality there's an underlying oneness, but that oneness manifests itself in multiplicity and diversity. So things are so it's like two realities simultaneously. One is the world that we experience, which is all this multiplicity and separativity, but at the same time it stems from this reality of oneness. And so this existence, consciousness, bliss, these are like the you could say the first three big um, factions that reality breaks into. Because also in the Indian philosophy there's um Vedic, which is the science of health and wellness, Ayurveda, which is a lot of what Deepak Chopra teaches up at the Chopra Institute, Ayurvedic Medicine. And there, the idea is that um, there's three elementary, there's three forces in reality, and they're called the three gunas, G-U-N-A-S, activity, light, and like lethargy or cohesion. And so then, there's certain foods that are connected with lightness and and um, energy, like fruits. And then there's energies, there's, um, uh, or intelligence, the fruits are like intelligence, there's, there's foods that are connected with just like activity, like onions and garlic, and then there's foods that are said to be kind of lethargic and heavy and grounding, like bread and meats, and so just, there's these different energies. But at the deepest level of the Indian philosophy, again, the idea of sat, chit, and sat, chit, and ananda, Now, did anybody have any questions from the meditation or the exercise we did to try and get to this realm of experience? Any questions about why we did certain things or maybe what you experienced? I keep experiencing movement. Like, I don't know what it is, and it's happened, I don't know, like, starting a few months ago, but it seems like a wiggle. Mm -hmm. Not on my own accord. It's kind of strange. I don't know what it means. Well, what it means is um, movement in your nervous system. And so a lot of times what happens in the process of meditation is you're you're starting to supercharge yourself through meditation because you're really focusing in on your breathing. You're bringing calmness and stillness to your physical body. So you're, you're... like um, harnessing the energy of our being. Because the Indian philosophy tells us that, that at our essence, we are unbelievably powerful. We're full of tremendous energy and creativity and potentiality. But what happens is a lot of times we dull ourselves or we, we just let our minds get captured by society or Desires and so we, it kind of dulls us down. But when you start to meditate, when you learn to calm your breathing, when you get your physical body stronger, when you eat well, all these things combine to, to really boost up your energy. So it's probably a reaction to that. Yeah, it's not a welcome, it's just a slight and it's there. And yeah. It's like, yeah, more energy moving. <clears throat> And so, again, this, this thing Sri Chinmoy says where if we can get this delight even for a second, you'll remember it all your life. And so I know a number of people through the spiritual community, through the Sri Chinmoy Center, who have had, you know, maybe they've been meditating 40 or 50 years, but they can recount one or two or three deepest experiences that they had in their life. And those were, were life-changing and gave them a whole new sense of reality. And the closest thing that I've experienced in the, like the little more day-to-day world is people who've had near-death experiences. So there's, um, there's one book called Life After Life. It's also a movie. Dr. Raymond Moody has been studying this all his life, the near-death experiences. And I remember there's one... I saw the movie when I was in high school because I was really fascinated by it. And there's the one, the experience of the guy who... um, He's being interviewed, and he's like... He runs this big company, but he's a paraplegic. And he's recounting his experience in Vietnam where he gets shot, he feels himself dying. Last thing he remembers is like being... hearing the helicopter... But then he goes into this tunnel of light and love, and has this real transcendental experience, and comes back from that with just unbelievable optimism and joy of life, and and like the you know they say uh, the proof is in the pudding. Well, here's this guy who's you know paraplegic now, but he's got so much energy and so he's so fearless because of what he experienced as the reality, the veiled reality that we don't see. And so it's the same thing with this type of experience. That's why Sri Chamoisei is saying if you get this experience even once, you'll never forget it because it shows you a whole new vista of life, this type of delight. And it can happen at any moment. It's not necessarily that you have to like spend a lifetime working up towards it, like getting your master's degree. You've got to study, 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 and then you finally get it at the end. This type of experience can come whenever the universe wants you to have it. So again, reflecting on people I know through the meditation group, a lot of them, a lot of people I know had one of their highest experiences very, very early on in their practice. So it might be the universe is looking down, seeing this, you know, a new seeker trying to get going and you know if you want to think about it this way, the universe blesses the person with a really high experience so that they like really realize how real the spiritual journey is and inspires them to keep going and so don 't think that the, that the possibility of this experience is like you know twenty five years away the experience can come at any moment and just even the tiniest glimpse of it and Interestingly, l- later on in the question and answer, someone asked because um, in the in the answer, Sri Chamoy says, "Once you get even an iota of it, you'll feel your entire inner being dancing for joy like a child with utmost purity." But then someone asked him, "Do children sometimes experience this kind of delight?" So you know when you see it, children if they're in a good mood, and they're all happy, and you think, oh, you know, they're so happy. So, he, so they asked, do children sometimes experience this kind of delight? And Sri said, no. Children do not have the highest delight. They get psychic delight, psychic delight. They get some delight from the psychic being, from the inner being, or from the soul, which they express, which they express spontaneously. And very often, children express their joy through their pure, uncorrupted, vital, uncorrupted, vital. So for vital, um, Sri is talking kind of like about our earth emotion energy, like solar plexus energy, sexual you know what we as adults know is like sexual energy, um, you know the. the the part of our emotional being that kind of reaches out and grabs and wants to control and possess things, or that where we feel jealousy, or when we get really angry and it burns a hole in the pit of our stomach. So he's saying, which they can express through their uncorrupted vital. You know, they haven't had the transformation into adulthood and all that stuff. But then he says, but the highest delight which comes from the plane of sat chit so again, referencing that plane, children do not get. One can feel it only in one's deepest, highest meditation. Children also have to go through meditation, concentration, and contemplation in order to experience this quality. <clears throat> now, he, he does say, in that answer, he says, they get psychic delight. So psychic delight is also like a a great thing to be able to experience as as an adult. So, and that also gives a little clue because we were all once children and we all had, hopefully, like some really, really happy moments. And you might not be able, you can't remember them like you remember yesterday so as adults in our memory the way we remember things we do it in a certain way because our mind is developed but when we're children if you want to remember back to childhood experiences you're going to have to go more into your body your body memory it's not in your mental memory as much because you didn't have this mind then but there was a different part of you that was much more, was, was very present as a child. So if you can sink back into that, that part of yourself, which you can do like by meditating on a picture of yourself as a little, as a little kid, Sri Chamoy says that's a really good way to develop pure love is to meditate on a picture of yourself. So if you can sink back to that and you can remember that kind of joyful, what Sri Chamoy calls psychic delight. That's also a really high experience, you know, that to reconnect with your soul in that delight. He's just saying it's not the deepest experience, which is this ananda, this bliss. But, um, but yeah, so they get the delight that comes from the psychic being, from the inner being, or from the soul. Kind of intertwined, those three things. <clears throat> Questions, thoughts about the Ananda? About this bliss or this delight? So we have some clues, you know, to, to um, how to get to it because... You know, a, a great... The, the, other, the other way to get to it is if you see it in someone... So again, that links into the idea of a spiritual teacher, or you know, reading the writings of a spiritual teacher, looking at their picture, using their music, whatever they create. Ideally, a genuine spiritual teacher is in that dimension. They're in that dimension of Ananda of bliss. The things they create come from that, and so by by concentrating on that, you can. It's like a. It's like a. Um, A pathway back to where it came from, so you can use um, the spiritual teachers to help you get there because they've been there and they they reflect it. I have a question: Is the sattidananda and body are they synonymous or different? Well, it's actually. At the highest levels of samadhi, so samadhi is the term used in the yoga philosophy as a really high state of consciousness. In the highest states of samadhi, you could say it's the, it's the same experience. But there's different gradations of the samadhi experience. And so, so not all of them would be there, but at the highest states, it would be there, that experience, It's kind of like the difference between um, like going to a lake you know if you go to a lake you're at a body of water and the ocean is also a body of water but it's a much vaster and vaster body of water so yeah you're at a body of water when you're in samadhi you're in a deep consciousness but that doesn't mean you're at the ocean of consciousness you're at the lake of consciousness which is still a great, great experience. So that might be a fun thing to try to do this week for you to see if you can, during one of your meditations, if you have a picture of yourself when you're young or if there's a way you can link back into that kind of memory, try and bring back that um, childhood Feeling of that psychic delight. And see if you can refine your pure uncorrupted vital. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good thing to do. If I could find my uncorrupted vital. Pujari. Well, I have this picture of me where I sit. It's like when I was ten. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah. I see myself when I'm ten years old and I can feel the whole feeling of mm. that experience as every life like that So it is like you said, just having a picture. Yeah. As long as you were happy in that time. Right. Yeah. So go through your old photo Yeah. Does anybody does everybody have a picture of themselves as a child? No? No? Somewhere, somewhere. Anyway, Yeah. Okay, so that, that's good. And then the... Um, pure, uncorrupted, vital. So, so I think one of the things that in Sri Chimo's teaching, just like reflecting back on a lot of the things he taught us, he really encouraged um, like exercise and playing games, like having fun. And so I think that falls into that, that idea of uncorrupted vital because the corrupted vital is like greed and selfishness and aggression and, you know, you've got to win at all costs and you've got to be the richest and the have the most. And That's where the vital is like just wants power and control. But the uncorrupted vital is kind of like the joy you get from doing innocent fun things. My sister and I recently like, started to play Scrabble. Here we are, and uh, she's about to be 50. Um, but it's like joyful, because we're just playing, tease each other. It's not ser- as serious as life and all the things we've got to deal with. And so that's like that kind of pure vital. So finding those things or bringing those things into your life